Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. The title of my message today is The Good Old Days. Everybody say The Good Old Days. Sub, subtitle might be First Love, but let's just say The Good Old Days. Exactly, just as Jordan said it, The, the Good Old Days. <laughs> in Revelation 2, starting in verse 2, it says this. It says, I know your deeds, your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you've tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and you've found them false. You've persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. That's awesome. That's God, the angel of God speaking to John, sending a message to the churches. I know this stuff about you. This is, this is God speaking about his church. I know that you haven't tolerated wicked people. You've tested false prophets. Uh, you've persevered under many hardships. You've not grown weary. Yet this I hold against you. You've forsaken the love you first had. So there he's not talking about sinners. He's talking about the church. I know you do good things. I know you've got the right uh, mindsets and right agendas, but you've forgotten your first love. Ah, the good old days. Do you remember being a kid? How good was life? If you wanted anything, you just had to ask for it. You just had to exercise a little bit of faith and a few hints. Noah's awesome at this. Yes. Noah's the best. Like, he's got it down to a fine art. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. You see that new surfboard? You, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, here. And he brings you the internet, and he's showing you the latest surfboard. See these fins? They just click in. You don't even need a key. They just click in. He's, he's not asking directly. He's just faith with hints. He's just, he's just bringing past me every single day. Have you had a look at that surfboard again, Dad? Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. But as a kid, if you wanted anything, you just asked. And whatever you had was given to you. I've got to work for it now. But when I was a kid, man, and I, and I, and I think back to being a kid, and, and, you know, the biggest issues in life as a kid were the surf is pumping. Should I get out and go home and have lunch and come back? But if I do that, I'm going to miss a few waves. Or do I just hang out here for another six hours and go home really hungry? Like that, that was one of the biggest issues in life. That was, that was my biggest dilemma. Do I actually get out? I remember being in the surf one day, and there was, the surf was perfect. But there were so many blue bottles, and I got stung about eight times. But the surf was so good, I didn't want to get out because I just wanted to keep getting waves. And I'm like, oh, that really hurts. I'm, I'm dying here, but I want to get another barrel. And, oh, but I've, and that, was, that was the biggest issue in life, the good old days. Hey? You know, I remember my first bike. Oh, this was awesome. It was, it was a red Malvin Star BMX bike. It had yellow tufts on it, which weren't as cool as I thought they were. And on this bike, I, I put a milk crate. I seriously felt like I was one of the gang from ET. Anybody see? I'm, I know I'm showing my age here, but, you know, and I didn't have phone, didn't have internet, didn't have anything. I just rode my bike. See, see, I, did, I couldn't sit on the, on, the, on the lounge and just go through games and get the next app or anything like that. I was right, and I rode everywhere. I rode to my nans. I rode to the corner shop, and at the corner shop, I got carob buds. They were like two cents each and, and musk sticks, and then I'm riding around. And see, now what we say to our kids is, go out and play, but check back in in 10 minutes. Go out and play, but check back in. Because we, we want to know where they are. We want to know that they're safe. My parents would say, I'll see you at 6 o'clock tonight. Be home for dinner. But not, here's your lunch money. Here's what I'll see you. So I was just, I was riding. I was riding. And then I got this little gang going on. I had these, these other kids. We were cool. Probably not that cool, but we were cool. I had my red Malvin Star bike. It was awesome. And I remember my first surfboard. 
It was, my, it was Christmas. It was, I was 10 years old. And Dad asked me to go out into the shed, which was really weird because like, it's Christmas morning. There's toys under the Christmas tree. Why am I going out to the shed? But he'd put my brand new surfboard out in the shed. And it was, it was, oh, it was awesome, actually. It was this little five-foot-eight fish. It had a little flyers and it had a swallowtail and, and it was single fin. But it was unbelievable. Yeah. Can you remember the good old days? Can you remember being a kid and being carefree and life was good? You know, actually, let me say this. I remember, and this is a big deal for me because I was one of seven kids. So this didn't happen all the time. But I remember being taken to the ice cream store on Avalon Parade and being told, get whatever you want. I thought Dad must have won the lotto because he said, get whatever you like. Now, this is an ice cream, right? He said, get whatever you And I knew what I wanted. The second he said, I knew what I wanted. I wanted a waffle cone. I wanted two scoops. I wanted hokey pokey. <laughs> Seriously, don't, don't mock me here. And I wanted cookies and cream. And, mate, I was going to savour this. this. It was going to be unbelievable. Waffle cone, hokey pokey, cookies and cream. I'd, I'd hit the jackpot. I was in heaven. This was unbelievable. But now it's just an ice cream. It used to be heaven, like literally. God, take me home now. I'm right. I'm ready. I've just had my, I just had my ice cream. Take me home. That's as good as it gets. That's, that's life. But now, it's just an ice cream. What happened? What, what happened from excitement overload, riding my bike? Now you, I ride a bike for exercise. I, it's got a purpose attached to it. Then I rode it for adventure. Yeah? Then I surfed because I was like, mate, this is unbelievable. This is truly living. Now I surf when I can steal five minutes to get away from the kids to get some head or whatever it might be. What happened? You know, my kids love certain things. So now I'm experiencing their joy of what they love. Noah, same thing, riding, surfing, hanging with his friends. Ella, dancing, skating, ice cream. Zaki, Zaki is relentless. When Zaki wants something, man, it doesn't matter what he wants, he wants it. It doesn't matter what I say, he wants it. Dad, 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 dad. We can't son. Dad, 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 dad. My excuses don't count. It's literally like he's got a filter and he can't hear what I'm saying. I'm saying no, he's going dad. I'm saying no, he's going dad. It's, it doesn't matter. He's like, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. There's tears streaming. I want it, I want it, dad, dad, dad. Now, good parenting will probably say, well, because you're crying and throwing a tantrum, I can't give it to you. I'm so worn down by this point. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the ATM machine. And he's saying to I say, I've got no money. I try that excuse. You've got a card. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how a four-year-old knows that the card works, but he's seen too many times that I get things out. I was thinking this this week, when did the good days become old? Because we always refer to the good old days. But when did the good days become old? When did we stop expecting goodness to happen each day? When did we stop going, you know, today's going to be an awesome day. Today's another adventure to be had. Today is full of excitement. Because I remember as a kid, my brother, my, my, I've got a lot of brothers and sisters, but my youngest brother, Luke, would wake me at quarter to five every morning, let's go surfing, let's go surfing, let's go surfing. And because I'm one of seven, we didn't have enough rooms, but we had two sets of bunks in one bedroom. So Luke was on one bunk, I was on another bunk, Matt was on the other bunk. And so I couldn't get away from being woken at quarter to five. And he was just, he was bouncing off the walls before the sun was even up. When did we stop living that way? When did we stop? And, you know, ask yourself that question. Because God doesn't want you to exist. He wants you to truly live. He didn't send his son so you could endure your days. 
He says, uh, you know, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. I've come that you may truly enjoy all that I've created because I created it for you. I want you to enjoy my goodness in your world. You know, in Matthew 7, starting in verse 7, it says this. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you? If his son asks for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? If then you, being evil, know how to do good or give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? I love that. Ask and it will be given to you. You know, to ask doesn't mean to want or to desire or to think. It means to open your mouth. Ask, and it will be given to you. God's desire is to fulfill your dreams and your desires. The Bible says that. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Ask. We have to open our mouths and declare the very thing that we want in our life. You know, when I'm handing out these promises packs, you need to speak the promises of God over your life for them to become reality in your world. You can know the Bible and never speak it out, never declare it, never believe it, and it won't happen. But when you understand the Word of God, you've got it living on the inside of you, and you speak it, when you profess it, when you declare it, it will become your reality and your future. Amen? You know, like I said, Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. You know, just as when we're kids and then we grow up and the things that we got excited about become same old, same old, it can be the same in church life. I came in, I can, I can tell you the day I got saved. I can tell you the feeling and what it was like to walk to the front, ask Jesus into my life, have somebody pray for me and feel like God touched me. I can tell you what it was like for the months after that where I'd go out and, and Pastor Phil had told me, if you ask and it will be given to you. So I'd start asking for things and God would do stuff in my world. I'd start praying for people because it says uh, those who lay their hands on the sick, they will recover. So I'd start praying for people and people will get healed. And then I'd just believe for breakthrough and I'd believe for miracles. And I, was, and I, I, can, I can tell you what it was like but after a while, it just became same old. Because now there's extra pressures in my world. This was new. This was God is here. God is still here. He never moved. He never changed. He's here. But life got different. And life took on a different shape, a different form. Is it just me? And, and we go, what was exciting? What was waffle cone and hokey pokey and cookies and cream now becomes it's just an ice cream. I know, I know he's the God of the universe. I know he, it's, it's, it's same old, same old. You know, I, I love to ride. I love to ride my, my mount, not my mountain bike, my uh, road cycle. And any ride can be from between kind of 20 kilometers and 60 kilometers. And I've got this tachometer on the front of the bike. And what it does is it measures the length of the ride and the duration of the ride. So it tells me how long I've ridden for and how far I've ridden in that time. It gives me a few other calculations. But... It's good because it's an instrument that, that lets me know what I've done in that time frame. But each time I come to, to ride again, I reset it. And I reset it because I don't want to know what I did last ride. I want to know what I did this ride. And I, as I was praying for this morning, I felt like God said, hit the reset button. It's time to hit the reset button. Don't just do another day 
out of yesterday. Hit the reset button. Know where you're going today. Get out and set, set course for another adventure today. What are you doing today? What are you believing for today? What are you dreaming for today? Because God wants you to get out there and then he wants you to be able to measure it. In other words, he wants to show you his goodness through what you read on the tachometer today. Does that make sense? God wants people to push the reset button. Don't live in the good old days. Don't live in what happened when you were 19. You're 36 now. Get on with your life. You can keep living back there if you want, but you'll never truly enjoy today. God wants you to enjoy today. Amen? You know, I I love this. In in, uh, Philippians 4, this is the Apostle Paul. It says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Uh, Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. The reality of life is there's going to be hills and valleys, ups and downs, good days, bad days, but you don't have to look back. You don't have to ignore where you are today and look back to what you used to have to enjoy. He's saying here, I've had everything, I've had nothing, but with God, every day is a good day. Every day is a fantastic day. And as as I was reading this, I thought good days aren't dependent on what you have, but rather who you have. Because he's saying, I've, I've had nothing. I've been in prison. I've been whipped. I've been, I've been persecuted. I've had everything. I've had my needs met. I've traveled with, with great groups of people. We've preached the gospel. Thousands have been saved. He goes, but in either situation, I can be happy because I've got God with me. When he's with me, it doesn't matter. It's a good day. It's a good day. When you have Jesus Christ on the inside of your life, when, when you are looking through that filter towards the day that you're about to walk into, it's a good day. Everybody say, it's a good day. You know, I felt like God wants to let everybody know here this morning just how much he loves you. And he doesn't love you in your past tense. And he doesn't love you in your future glory. He loves you right now. As you are, as messed up as you are, as broken as you are, as, as holy as you are, he loves you now. He wants you to live in the now. And he doesn't want you remembering the good old days. He wants you living in the good days. You know, John 10.10, like I said, the enemy comes only to steal, kill and destroy I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Psalm 34 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, Michelle before was talking about the foods that she loves, and she loves not just a small portion, but a large portion. She loves good food. She loves healthy food. To taste and to see is not something that I remember. It's something I do right now. God wants you to taste and see his goodness today. You don't have to remember back. They may have been great days, but those great days were just stepping stones to the great life that you have right now. And, you know, I love it because this is the good news of the gospel. I'm for you and not against you. No weapon formed against you shall... This is the good news that we have, that we're ambassadors of, that, that we're joint heirs with Christ in. This is the good news that today is a good day. You might be stone cold broke. It is a good day. You might be suffering sick. It's a good day because all things that we, we go through are working together for our good in Christ. Because when I have him, it's a good day regardless of my circumstance. Is this helping anybody? Yet I hold this against you. You've forsaken it. You've forgotten your first love. I, I wanted to bring three quick things this morning on how to stay in love with God because he's not interested in your religion He's interested in relationship. He's not interested in your holiness because he saved you while you're a sinner. 
He just wants relationship because when we're in close relationship with him, when we haven't drifted off, we will stay in that place of holiness. We'll stay in that place of integrity. We'll stay in that place of faith and generosity and every other thing because we're close to him. So he's not interested in just turning up on a Sunday morning. He wants relationship 24-7. He wants to speak with you. He wants to do life with you, alongside you. Amen? So how do we stay in love with God? How do we, you know, not have to defer to the good old days but live in the good days? First thing I'd say is don't allow yourself to become familiar with God. Anything that's taken for granted becomes old quickly. Don't take God for granted. Don't, don't become familiar with God. He's the God of the universe. You know, that scripture says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That's, we should wake up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for another day. Thank you that you're with me. You never leave me nor forsake me. You're with me now. You're always with me. You strengthen me. You empower me. You lead me. You, thank you. You know, I, I don't need much from my family or from my kid. Just thanks. They don't have to pay me back for the things I pay for them. They don't, all I need is, th- you know, and, and Noah's brilliant at it. They're all brilliant at it. But Noah, he'll walk up, we'll do something, and he knows it costs, he's getting the value of money now. So he knows if we go to a theme park or we go somewhere, he knows it costs a pretty significant amount of money. And he'll wait till everybody goes away and he'll walk up to me and goes, thank you, Dad, I appreciated that. Had a great day today. That's all I need. But you know, it's the same with God. And, and there's a closeness that I feel at that time. I go, I'll do it a hundred times. doesn't matter what it costs me. doesn't matter, you know, how many hours I have to work to be able to, uh, you know, get that amount of money. I will do it because that's my son, and he's grateful for it. He's, he, he, he's just genuinely thankful that there's that opportunity that's been created. We need to be that same with God. You know, we, he's not a, uh, a lucky rabbit's foot. He's not, you know, a four-leaf clover. Oh, I, I've got a need in my world. Now I'll pray. Oh, I want something, and I need breakthrough. Now I'll pray. No, no, God wants you to to love him like he loves you. The Bible says, draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. He wants to be close. First thing is don't take God for granted. He deserves all our worship and praise. The second thing is put the effort in to keep growing, learning, and experiencing more of God. You've never experienced all of God that you can. There's always another facet. There's always another face of God that you can experience and enjoy and press into. And I love what it says in Galatians. It says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. He who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. We can, we can sow of our spirit and reap more of God. Our spirit man can be built up. It can be grown in God. There's, there's more of you, for you to read. There's more time that you can spend in prayer. There's more. And I want to encourage you every day, set aside time to walk with God. I love what it says about Adam and Eve, that they'd be found in the cool of the evening walking with God as a man walks with his friend. You can walk with God. You never have to feel lonely or that you're alone. You can walk with God every day. Get up and set the time that it's the very first part of your morning. Melissa's talking about we're on holidays. Well, you don't take a holiday from God. You still keep praying. You still keep reading. You still keep pressing in. She's going for a run and praying. And as she's praying and seeking God, God's speaking to her. Because God's not silent. If we'll tune our ears, he'll speak to you. He'll give you the answers to the, to the questions that you seek. Just, just, just talk to him. Just be with him. Just keep pressing in. Is that helping anybody? Fantastic. If you want more of God, chase harder after God. Pray, read, fellowship, exercise your faith. Third thing is this. Remember all that God's done for you and be thankful. 
Be thankful. First thing is don't get familiar with God. Second thing is press in and, and go after. A third thing, let's, let's finish with this. Remember all that God's done for you and be thankful. It says in Psalm 78, it says, but he being full of compassion forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. This is God talking about the Israelite people, his people. It says, yet many a time he turned his anger, anger away. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from their enemy. He's led them through the wilderness. He's led them through the Red Sea. He's led them as the Egyptian army's chasing. He's, he's, he's sent plagues. He's sent swarms of flies. He's sent all these. But they didn't remember what God had done for them. And as a result of not remembering what he'd already done for them, he, they limited him. Do you know we can limit God moving in our world when we don't remember and be thankful for what he's actually already done in our life? And, and you know what? I'm grateful and I'm thankful for the good times and the bad. I'm, I'm grateful for the times where I got my breakthrough. I'm grateful for the times I didn't because God led me through a journey to cause me to become who I am today. There was a strength forged on the inside of me going through the good and the bad. Every experience that I've had, God's led me in because he's, he's our good shepherd. But I've got to be thankful for that. And gratitude keeps you fond of a thing. When, when you same old, same old, don't really care, it's like whether it happens or not, I'm not too phased. When I'm thankful for a thing, it's like, I want that. I want that in my world. That's awesome. I need that. And to have an attitude of gratefulness and thankfulness is just one of the most amazing things. There's a statement that says there's no colder wind that blows than that of ingratitude. I think that's a word. Is ingratitude a word? It is now. It's on the podcast. It is now. There's no colder wind that blows. Be grateful. Be thankful for all God's done. Be grateful and thankful for what other people do for you. You know, living in a community like this, be thankful when somebody buys you a coffee, when somebody takes you out for lunch, when somebody pays you a compliment. Don't just brush it off. Be thankful for it and truly thankful for it. And you, you develop those relationships and you develop, you know, on the inside that nature and character, which is of God. You know, 1 Thessalonians says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Rosie, can I just get the band up, please? Um, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances because this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. You don't have to live in the good old days. You can have a great day today. You can dream for tomorrow, but enjoy the moment that you find yourself in. Good, bad, or ugly, it can be great. Amen? Come on. Amen? Amen. Fantastic. You know, the Apostle Paul said this in Philippians 3. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 15 says, the way of life winds upwards for the wise. Life just gets better and better and better in business, in relationships. In life just keeps getting better and better and better. I truly believe that. That, that's what I believe on the inside of me. You can tell me what you like, but the person with the experience is not subject to the person with a theory. The Bible tells me, the truth of the Word of God says, the way of the righteous winds upwards. That's my lot in life. I want that to be your lot in life. Can I encourage you this morning, your best days lay ahead. The promise of God for your life is your best days lay ahead. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what challenges present themselves, your best days lay ahead. Can I get an amen to that this morning? Come on, why don't we stand to our feet this morning? Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. 
visit us online at c3noosa.org.